great to be recording this talk of the week from the crypt today. And the reason is that the rest of the building is being used for other stuff. So it's a Wednesday, and right now we've got Hope on Wednesday happening in the prayer centre. Andrew and Charlie are recording a youth video in the hall. So have to be here. It's great having this buzz of Hope Chapel getting used more again. And that's an exciting thing that we're hopefully moving towards where we can have more of this kind of minster type um, activity going around uh, Hope Chapel, this, this, this hub uh, of, of worship and prayer, of uh, learning and growing and encouraging each other in the, in the scriptures like Hope on Wednesday, a doing of, of, of teaching, of food bank and feeding, feeding people who are hungry and so on as we've been doing this morning. So it's uh, good that things are starting to open up. Uh, through August, our talk of the week each week is a small reflection uh, that um, looks at this, a sort of transition out of the, the, the sort of heavyweight time of the pandemic into uh, hopefully a season when we're a bit more free and able to uh, be together and so on and, and, and lives can return to a bit more of the, the normality that we've been used to. And uh, this week's uh, little reflection is on encouragement. So I wonder uh, when you think about um, encouragement, who would come to mind for you as an encouraging person to be around? Is there someone or a few people um, where you can recognise that being with them, you leave in a in a place of sort of being more buoyant and more uplifted and more uh, comforted, energised, enthusiastic because of what they've brought to you. Esther was uh, walking across the downs the other day and there was a tough mudder race going on, uh, one of these uh, kind of races but with challenging obstacles and, and things to get over and through. And she was saying that as she got towards the finish line of it, she could hear all the people sort of cheering them on from the sidelines and saying, come on, you can do this. Come on, come on. There were people with loud hailers as well. And she was saying it's actually quite emotional, quite moving, hearing this kind of encouragement as people progress through the race. I was thinking back as well of um, one of my first sort of images of, uh, of, of COVID was in Wuhan in China um, when they had their... They had a really long lockdown and lots of people obviously live in flats and apartments, some really high rise in, in China. And in Wuhan, people weren't allowed to leave their apartments for weeks, maybe even months. Maybe it was, maybe it was even two or three months, I can't remember. But I saw these videos, you could hear this video footage of people shouting out of their windows, um, cheering each other on, saying, come on, Wuhan, you can do this. Come on, Wuhan, you can do this. And uh, yeah, that's sort of kind of an, an enduring image in my mind of, uh, of, of Wuhan and the pandemic and, and encouragement. And the third thing I was thinking of uh, was, the, uh, was, was sport. And footballers have been saying how hard it is playing in empty stadiums when there's been no crowd and how brilliant it's been having crowds back recently. And athletes in the Olympics saying how different it is actually and how hard it is to, um, to uh, compete and, and compete without a crowd being present. Uh, isn't that interesting in terms of encouragement? And I'm going to read in a minute from, uh, from, from Hebrews, uh, a passage about encouragement. And it's just looking through, that's about 50 times, more than 50 times in the New Testament, when encouragement is something that we're called to do as Christians. We're called to bring encouragement to others. 
So Jesus talks about it, Paul, Peter, James, John, and, uh, and in Acts we see it as well. Believers uh, being told to bring encouragement to, to others. So in a read here from, uh, from Hebrews uh, chapter 10, and Hebrews is a book that was written to uh, Jewish Christians. And it uses quite a lot of comparison and, um, uh, and description of the Old Testament um, temple system, which isn't very familiar to us. I'll mention a few bits of it as we go through. Um, but we're looking particularly at what it says about encouragement. And, and I'm reading from, I've got a new Passion translation of the Bible, it's a slightly different translation. I'm enjoying trying something a bit different. Uh, so this is Hebrews chapter 10, verse 19. And now we are brothers and sisters in God's family because of the blood of Jesus. And he welcomes us to come into the most holy sanctuary in the heavenly realm. That's, an, that's a comparison to the temple. So the most holy sanctuary was a sort of middle of the temple where people weren't allowed to go um, because it was too holy, too special. That, that, that's where God sort of, God was right there. Um, he welcomes us to come into the most holy sanctuary in the heavenly realm boldly and without hesitation. For he has, de- for he has dedicated a new life-giving way for us to approach God. For just as the veil was torn in two, so the veil where there was a big curtain which hung in the temple to keep this sort of most holy place away from all the people. And when Jesus died on the cross, it tells us in the Gospels that the, the curtain, the veil was actually torn from top to bottom. It's this huge curtain. I think taller than the height of Hope Chapel, massive, curtain. and it was. And this happened sort of miraculously as Jesus was crucified. The temple, the, the veil was torn in two, showing as God showing that actually now that the most holy place with God is accessible. Uh, just as the veil was torn in two, Jesus' body was torn open to give us free and fresh access to Him. And since we have a magnificent High Priest to welcome us into God's house. We come closer to God and approach him with an open heart, fully convinced that nothing will keep us at a distance from him. For our hearts have been sprinkled with blood to remove impurity and we've been freed from an accusing conscience. Now we are clean, unstained and presentable to God inside and out. So, kind of in light of all of that that's happened. So now wrap your heart tightly around the hope that lives within us, knowing that God always keeps his promises Discover creative ways to encourage others and to motivate them towards acts of compassion, doing beautiful works as expressions of love. This is not the time to pull away and neglect meeting together as some have formed the habit of doing. In fact, we should come together even more frequently, eager to encourage and urge each other onward as we anticipate that day dawning. Thinking back to that encouragement on the in the... Uh, tough mudder race or in sport the difficult side of that is that actually not everyone wins you can say come on you can do it you have, you can, you have two teams two uh, crowds f- cheering for different football teams and actually one only one team is going to win the match or they might draw but you know they can't both win and uh, and so in a sense there's a kind of a, a half emptiness almost to that encouragement and um, you know it doesn't have the power to completely deliver on um, completely deliver because it's down to the individual, down to the team or circumstances or, or whatever. And so, but despite that, we know 
that um, that encouragement still has power. It still has the ability to give a runner the extra bit of oomph they need to break a world record or, or get over the line or whatever it is. And, and it's really well recognised that encouragement works uh, when people are being cheered on, they're being celebrated. There's something in us that is designed uh, by God to need and to respond to the, um, to the, 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 the blessing, really, of other people. And the, and the great thing about us uh, as followers of Jesus, as Christians, is that actually the encouragement that we bring is not, does not have that same emptiness. It has a deeper foundation. And I think have this in mind as you look to encourage other people, whether those are people uh, who are Christians or who aren't. But think about, start, have a starting point as being the, 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 the truths of God and the world and, and, and us as he's made us. And that is a, is, a, is a foundation that we can encourage on, which is, is, is not to be shaken. And so, you know, this passage we looked at in Hebrews chapter 10, it's, it, it talks about the, the fact that we now have, we now, we're now brothers and sisters in God's family because of the blood of Jesus. And we have that, we have that identity. And that is a, that is a truth, that is something about who we are. So when we get together as church, whether that's in Hope Chapel on a Sunday or whether that's um, in different settings, you know, just in our homes or on streets or, or wherever we are, you know, uh, we can encourage each other that actually this, this is who we are. We're, we're known, we're loved, we're, 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 we're cherished and treasured by God because of Jesus' death and resurrection. We have a, a hope and a purpose, each one of us, in this life and in the life to come. And that is a substantial um, encouragement that is not just wishful thinking, oh, come on, you can do it. It's like God's done it. And, we can, and we're part of, and we can step into more fully and we, we inhabit um, what God has done. Uh, and therefore, we can be confident. And what I love about this too, is it's not dependent upon our success or, you know, or how well things are going. It's not just a case of, um, it only counts if you win the race, you know, if you come second or third. The, 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 the amazing thing about the, the Christian life is that we know that God has said that actually in life there will be hardships um, and we've seen that haven't we we know that in life there are trials and that's not a sign that God isn't with us so whether we are um, whether we're in hardship and having a, a really challenging hard time or whether we are um, just feeling so blessed and everything's working you know as we kind of hoped it would none of that changes our, um, the, tr- the truth about who God is and who we are in, in God. And, uh, and there's tremendous comfort in that. So this is the encouragement for us to encourage one another. So as you meet with other Christians, as I say, this isn't just a thing for Christians. Let's, let's be encouraging wherever we are. I'm sure that was a hallmark of Christians through history. There were people that brought encouragement because they're carriers of hope, because they're people who know that, that, that you know, know God and know his goodness and know his joy and know his peace, whatever's going on around us. So as we meet together then as church, um, come with an attitude, meet with other believers with an attitude of I'm going to encourage, I'm going to, I want to know people's story, know the risks that they're taking in light of their faith, know the the bold things that they're doing, maybe it's it's risks they're taking in work, maybe it's the way that they're prioritising serving the poor or investing their money in God's kingdom and his purposes rather than in selfish 
uh, or you know, or, or luxurious comfort for ourselves. And let's let's know each other's stories and um, and remind each other of, of our original design and of who we are in God. But then also that that is part of a bigger story. That's part of a, 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 the foundation of who God is and what God has done. So that's my encouragement to us this week is as you meet with other believers, particularly look to be an encourager of, uh, of them in their setting within the bigger picture of God's story.